Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 153 for Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. What's going on, onesies? How are you guys doing during all of this? Uh, I've been doing the same thing I've been doing for a while now. Um, Just hanging out at home, trying not to go crazy, um, going crazy at times, (laughs) doing meal prep, doing all sorts of fun stuff like that, Uh, playing video games, chatting with, uh, with friends virtually. Um, so yeah, I will tell you guys about all that. I'll tell you about some of the games that I played. I had to do some admin for all of the, the coronavirus stuff, uh, uh, an update on the, the car story, um, of, you know, of course, when I was, uh, backed into in a Costco parking lot a while back, I got to play some games with some friends. Um, I'll tell you guys all about that stuff. It's, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'm going to be doing my first, uh, my first DK review in some time. I know they're, they're sporadic. Now I got another shipment from them. So I got some more stuff for you guys. Uh, and we will dive right into that. Um, so I'm just taking a look here to see if I already put this in my notes. Um, I am, where should I start here? Where should I start? Um, I got all sorts of video games that I can tell you guys about. So why don't I pass that for now? Cause if you don't give a fuck about video games, um, I won't subject you to having to listen to all that. Um, let's talk about, let's, let's get this one. The one I just wrote down here off the list early, early on. Um, I did some meal prep the other day. Um, you know, still doing well with all the stuff that I have at home, trying to go through the fresh stuff first. So, um, I buy these giant bags of spinach, good way to get some greenery, some iron, a little, I believe there's a little bit of protein in, uh, in spinach. And, um, of course, still gearing up towards my vegetarianism that, that, um, you know, then the no red meat cycle or, or what do you call it? Quarter begins on July 1st. Um, so still haven't had any takeout, right? Since April 1st, two weeks, uh, zero takeout. Lots of times where I wanted to get takeout, uh, did not have been good. Uh, still sticking to my, my plan there. Um, geez, what to tell you, my sleep schedule has been all over the map too, guys. So you might find me yawning. It's uh, late in the day. Uh, right now, this is still kind of shy of making breakfast late in the afternoon. This is my first order of business today. Um, one of the things I did, uh, last week was I made a bunch of spaghetti. So I bought last time I was at Costco, I bought these big things, the spaghetti pasta. I just pasta is a quick, easy meal prep thing, right? Um, I buy these sauces at, uh, at the grocery store. And one of the things about like jarred sauces that I don't like for the most part is as I don't know if you guys are aware of this, I know I've mentioned it in previous podcasts, but who knows at what point in this journey you guys have jumped in on. I fucking hate tomatoes. Um, I don't mind their taste. It's the texture. And when you buy jar sauces at the store, you get often enough, you know, you'll be eating a pea, you know, 
eating away at your pasta, eating away. That's what you do. You sit there and you eat away at it. Like it's a job. Um, you'll be eating away and, um, I'll just get like a forkful, but just a giant chunk of tomato that wasn't processed properly. And it, and it just, bleh. to me, it's disgusting. It's almost like if you're eating, you know, if you're eating like one of those breakfast sandwiches that has like a sausage patty in it, or even just shitty breakfast sausages at a restaurant and you hit one of those big, hard white pieces of gristle, you know, you're just chewing it whack, and that's it. Just, oh my God. And it's just off putting. I put the entire thing down or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no more of that. That was disgusting. Um, well, it's like that for me with, with, you know, a big thick chunk of tomato, get the fuck out of my mouth, get up done. Like, and just the idea that you're picking through it. So what I do now is just nice and easy since it's the texture, not the taste that I hate is, um, when I buy a jar, uh, pasta sauce, I will just put it in my Vitamix. So I throw the, the sauce in the Vitamix, blend it all up so that there's absolutely no chance of those chunks being in there. And, uh, what I, what I did this week was, uh, I made up a, a pot of the spaghetti and fuck this stuff. This stuff really thickened up. So I don't know if it's a good company or what, but, but this pasta is heavy. It's heavy. And there was a lot of, I basically made an entire, you know, like maybe not crock pot, but like, you know, several, several liter size pot just filled with these noodles. So I had to do two jars, two full jars of sauce, blended them up in the Vitamix. And then what I did was I took several handfuls of spinach and I just did like kind of like a, a slow chop in the Vitamix with them. So I blended up all these little bits of, of uh, spinach in there too, just for some extra, you know, green and, and goodness. And of course to make use of the spinach, cause I can't possibly go through it fast enough. Um, yeah. So that was the meal property that I made. And I made several glass lock containers of, of spaghetti. So I've been eating spaghetti every day. Oh, and I have like three more days to go before I'm out of it. But yeah, so I made, I made a lot more than I expected. And then I'll be, go back to some other, some other meal that I'll be making next time. Some other thing that's good for me using up either some more meat or what have you. Mm -mm. Drinking an absolute abundance of coffee. Um, so yeah, that was the meal prep that I did this week. And of course I get up every day and I, I do eggs. I do eggs with spinach in them. So it's almost like a spinach and egg omelet. Either have it on toast or on a bagel. Um, I recently started the, I think the last time I went to the store, I bought these bags of like frozen hash browns. Um, just because I didn't feel like going through the trouble of, of doing uh home fries at home with the whole cutting and boiling and all that shit. So these frozen hash browns into the pan with some oil, fry them up. And it's a nice little side cart to my, uh, breakfast sandwich. So there, that's what, uh, that's what I've been doing meal prep wise. So still a good bitch sticking to my, my goals of, uh, you know, no takeout saving a lot of money too. I might add, um, okay. What else do I tell you guys? Wasn't that, wasn't that interesting? Aren't you glad you listened to that? It's just, it's like one of the things I'm keeping busy. I'm watching all these other people making tons of shit at home and that's great, but I'm only cooking for myself. Jesus Christ with the yawning. Um, I'm only cooking for myself and I really, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. I mean, you guys have been listening to the saga of the, the roommates that just go out every day. Uh, Kamara's currently not here. Uh, Jason's at home at the moment, but, uh, was both, both Kamara and Jason were out, uh, yesterday for most of the day. Jay's was gone for four days straight before that. Um, so yeah, they just, they just go out whenever they feel like it. Um, you know, and, and I'll put it to you this way, the behavior, like when they're like, oh, we're not going to bars or anything like that. It's like you, you would, if they were open, like, it's not your actions that have changed. It's the actions of, of, you know, society around you, but you're not doing anything different than you would have otherwise. So I'm go patting yourself on the back for all the things you're not doing. Like you're doing everything that you can do wrong. <laughs> so anywho, so I'm just trying not to stay in the communal areas too, too much. Um, 
Do 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 do. Hey, uh, what else can I talk about? I'm looking at my list here. Um, so for for the CERB, the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit, um, and EI, they both went through the same thing. I got paid uh, double, so I applied for both just in case. I got paid from each, which is an overpayment. Um, the news, like the day it happened, the news was saying, oh, some people are worried because, you know, they got two payments. Don't worry. This is totally normal. One of them is for this last month that passed. And then the, the, the second one is for this month coming up. So totally normal. It's not a mistake. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm going, mm, I think it's a mistake. Um, especially since both deposits came from different names. One was EI and one was fed. I said federal government or whatever. So I was like, yeah, this is definitely a mistake. So I, I put one lump of the cash aside to, to basically return. Cause I knew I would have to, and try to get in touch with them on how to do that. Um, if you're listening and you too received two payments and you might've been one of those people who saw all these news reports saying, Oh, it's totally normal. And you're like, Oh, it's normal. Okay. Then, um, it's not, it's not normal. Um, <laughs> there's a good chance it's mistakes just this last week, uh, early during this week. Um, the news reports are coming out. Oh, some people have been paid twice and they've been double dipping and this and that. You'll have to pay this money back. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The thing. So the people who saw it last week and thought, Oh, is this a mistake? And you had all these news stories, including the prime minister going, no, this is normal. Um, it's totally okay. was, was totally wrong and blah, 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 blah. So they're playing catch up. So hopefully if you got paid twice, uh, if you have any of it left, uh, keep it, get ready to send it back. Um, I, I had to call, um, the CRA, which is for my American listeners, like the Canadian version of the IRS, uh, called them to try to find out how to, uh, get them their money back. And of course these are all taking very long holds because a lot of people are calling these, these services and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. Um, I finally spoke to them and they're like, yeah, you can either send us a check or you can get a hold of your bank and your bank can reverse that charge. And I was like, oh really? They're not charged, but like reverse the deposits. They basically just send the money back to where it came from. And I was like, oh really? That's amazing. And, um, so I spent a lot more time on the bank on the whole with them. And then the bank was like, you can do this, but you have to go into your bank branch to do it. We can't do it over the phone. I was like, okay. So just basically, oh, I've spent time this week, uh, dealing with that. Um, but long story short, as I was at my bank yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the day before, fuck, I have no idea. And, um, they reversed that, uh, that charge. They got it back to them. So I'm, I'm good in terms, at least I have a paper trail. I was worried about sending a check cause I'm like, I send a check blindly to a, some office. Are they even going to process it correctly? And how am I going to prove that I sent it and all sorts of shit. So having it reversed through my bank, at least the bank was the middleman. And I can, I can prove right there on my online banking at any time. Like, look, $2,000 was, was completely returned. So anywho, um, that was the thing I did. So if you're in the same boat, um, might want to figure out what you can do to get some of that overpayment back to make sure that they have money to get people who, you know, didn't receive it or at the same time, just so you don't get yourself in shit later on. Um, so yeah, that was something I did. Um, what else did I do guys? My car is back in my possession and it's all fixed up. Um, haven't really had a chance to go over it. I took a look at it. It looks, looks good. looks fine. No complaints. Um, I brought it in, made an appointment last week. I brought it in on Monday, got a rental car. I fucked up the rent. Well, I didn't fuck it up. I'll tell you guys about that in a second. But um, I dropped off my car Monday morning and the uh, rental people brought me uh, brought me a free upgrade. Uh, they know me there and took good care of me. I'm very grateful. Uh, big shout out to Enterprise. Thank you so much for the hookup and thanks for always taking good care of me. Um, 
but they gave me one of those ones. And I've since, and I'll just tell you, I've since, uh, Wednesday, I went in in the afternoon, they gave me a call. So I basically picked up this car, brought it back, parked it in the driveway, ran one errand to the bank with it, and then got my car back. So I barely, barely spent any time in this thing. But on my way home on Monday morning, um, I got in the car and I guess I have a picture of it. I had to take a picture to describe it to my buddy, Peter, but, um, Hey Peter. Um, but, uh, basically it's one of those like virtual standard, um, vehicles. So it's like, it's got the, the automatic transmission, but then it's got like a virtual standard. So when you're shifting the stick, um, it's got like a bit of a step ladder sort of look in the, in the console. So you, when you're, when you're pulling it down into drive, it kind of automatically pulls itself into that virtual standard mode. So you have to like be, be actively trying to keep it in line for the regular automatic drive. So what ended up happening was on my way home. And this is also like my, like I said, my clock's all fucked up. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving home with this thing and the engine is losing its fucking mind. It's so loud. I'm going, what the fuck is going on? I'm looking down. The RPMs are between four and 5,000. I'm going 60 and I'm like, why is this thing losing? My mind? And then I'm, I'm thinking like, is it in the virtual standard mode? Like how the fuck, you know, I was going to like shift up to second gear, you know, and, and go, I don't want to like put it into that mode. If it's not like, is this just like, what's the fucking deal with this thing? Why is it losing its mind? So I just went straight home. Luckily I wasn't too far from home. I ended up jumping on the, the, the Queensway, which is like our expressway in Ottawa. And, uh, I headed up to like 70 in first. So it was going fucking crazy. I didn't go any faster than that. Minimum's like a hundred, but I didn't go any faster than that. I was only on for one exit. And I'm just going like, I, like I was confident it was in that virtual standard mode, but I'm like, it's in D I haven't pushed it up or whatever. Cause I've had other vehicles where you pull it down to the, 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 the D section, but in order to put it into the virtual standard mode, you have to push it up into the plus or minus. Like you're like, you're actually shifting that will engage the virtual standard mode. Well, this, uh, I figured it out when I went to the bank was like, when I went to pull it down, I like kept it straight and it stayed in D there and stayed in automatic. So I basically had it in that virtual standard mode driving home the other day because it automatically pulled over to the side. Anyways, I, I can post a picture if you want to know what I'm talking about, but it, it was, let's put it this way. If I wasn't aware that the vehicle had like the vehicles have this virtual standard mode where you can control the shifting or automatic, whatever it is. Um, if I wasn't aware of that, uh, I could see someone getting this vehicle as a rental and being like, what, you know, like just burning the fucking thing out. Um, so yeah, that was a fun little, fun little thing. I have, yeah, it's basically driving around in first, <laughs> first gear, uh, bringing the car home. So Luckily I figured that out, you know, it was basically just my saying, it could have just been, I was overtired and, and couldn't think properly, but I mean, I was definitely like, it's in virtual standard for sure. Like this thing's in first fucking gear and even on the, the dash, it had a big one on it, but I wasn't like, I'm like, is that first gear? What the fuck is that one? You know, it's a rental for, for, for fuck's sakes. What do you want from me? All right. I ain't a fucking, uh, I ain't a goddamn rocket scientist clearly. So, um, what else? I took a bunch of pictures of my whiskey collection because I've been starting to, uh, I don't want to say hit the bottle because it sounds like I'm drinking more than an ounce a day, which I'm not, but I'm starting to, to, to wander around a little bit in my collection and sip on some, some of the finest stuff there. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I took some pictures. I've posted one already of like my, the, my lineups from the Buffalo trace distilleries, uh, lots of likes on that. Feel free to jump onto my socials, Josh Williams comedy to have a look at that. Not much comedy this week, guys. I gotta be honest with you. I am, I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling worn out and bored. I've, I've put my brain through a lot of figuring shit out. I'll tell you when you owe the government thousands of dollars or will owe them thousands of dollars, it's, uh, definitely something you want to get dealt with really quick. I'm also trying to get a doctor's appointment to have something looked at. And, uh, while my doctor's office is like their message says that they're taking appointments 
and uh, you know they're only doing phone interviews or whatever. Like, please leave a message. We'll get back. I'm like, I'm calling during the office hours, and it just keeps saying, you know, like it's it's basically the message that plays if you call after hours. But I'm calling at like 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, they're like we're open between nine and seven, and you know we're off for 12 to one for lunch. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm calling at 10. You know, you're during hours, and it'll it'll switch right over to the, you know sorry, try your call back during those hours. I'm like, it is during those hours. So I'm trying to get a hold of my doctor's office, but I'm making a, a doctor's appointment. Um, that's not working out too well, but again, at least I got the, uh, EI CERB. I received my, my code in the mail to, to log into EI for my reporting and all that stuff. Got that shit done. So, you know, doing, uh, doing some stuff there, doing some stuff, getting, getting some things done. Oh, how far are we into this? 15 minutes. I don't I feel like I've been talking less time than that. I know it feels longer, but it, to myself, it feels like I've been talking for only five minutes and nothing to say, nothing to say at all. Uh, sorry gang. But once we get into the video games, maybe I'll get your uh, attention back with that. So, uh, what else did I did? I got the car dropped off. I did my EI reporting. Yay. Interesting stuff. eh? um, I did get another shipment from DK and I'll tell you guys about that later on. They sent me all sorts of cool books that I can't wait to stick my nose in a little bit of a mix up from the, uh, the old video game life. Um, I got a chance to play, let's see here. Um, shout out to my, uh, my dad, who's a listener. He, uh, he just recently, you know, in, in, well, in December that, that recently, uh, got a, got a PlayStation and, um, he's been playing uh, red dead Two. Uh, so he was, he was like anyone else playing that game, devoting hours a day, every day for a while. And, uh, it took a bit of a hiatus when the, the Corona stuff started in, in term, you know, in terms of getting things prepped and, and getting supplies and things like that. Um, and of course he's kind of an outdoorsy guy. One of the reasons he likes Red Dead, <laughs> excuse me. Um, so one of the things he likes about Red Dead is that there's so much time spent outside, but that is a long, long game with lots and lots of stuff to do. And just this past week, my dad completed, uh, completed that game, all missions finished. So I don't know if he's going to do what I did, which is to, to keep, you know, doing challenges and all sorts of other things. Game still has a lot to offer outside of the story, but he has, uh, has certainly played through the story and, uh, and enjoyed it thoroughly. So hats off. A lot of people haven't finished it. Um, I did want to ask you guys though, um, uh, having said that is, um, he's got a couple other games at his disposal. Uh, he has, uh, the last of us, uh, God of war. Uh, I gave him grand theft auto five and what else does he have? I think, uh, horizon zero dawn is the other one he has, but I wanted to ask like red dead two is obviously a, a really tough act to follow considering it's probably like one of the nicest games ever made both visually and, and gameplay wise and, and story and all that stuff. So, um, of the titles that I mentioned, which one do you think that he should play next? And on top of that, if you guys have any other real, like good immersive, uh, games would love to get your recommendations on that contact at one man Um, I suggested him the last of us just because Hey, it's got a good story. It's fun, but it's not one that's going to feel like a commitment. Like right now I'm going to tell you guys about all the different games that I'm playing, but I'm playing games that are like short because I don't feel like, you know, as much as I know that this is going to last a while longer, I don't feel like jumping into the next, you know, 80 plus hour game. Like I started playing final fantasy seven. Did I write that in my notes? I should tell you guys about that. Right. Cause it only came out in the 10th. Yeah. Final fantasy seven may as well. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one. I can't believe I didn't remember that I was playing that. That's the remake, of course. Um, so 
Alrighty. What do I say to that? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm playing like, I'm playing short games. So I suggested last of us because it's a, you know, it's a zombie game. It's got a good story, but if he, if he's sitting there, you know, he's got some time to kill, he'll burn through it in a few days. So it's not one that's going to require you spend days and weeks and months to play like, you know, like a Bethesda or a rockstar game. So, um, any recommendations for some cool short shit, please send it uh, my way via email address, contact at one man podcast.com again, contact at one man podcast.com. I realize how fast I said that. Um, I watched a uh, movie too. Yes, I did. I'll, I'll talk about that. Jason had downloaded this one a while ago. Um, I woke up one day and saw like uh, a video from Kevin Smith, director of like the Jane Silent Bob movies and Mallrats and Dogma and a bunch of other great flicks. And he was like in tears saying that he had watched, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Onward, the Disney Pixar movie. Okay, let's clear it out again. <clears throat> what the fuck? And, um, yeah. So he was like in tears saying like, Oh my God, what a great movie, man. It makes me, this is cruel. It's so sad. It makes me want to call my dad. If you've ever had a dad or a brother or da, 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 da. And I was like, Oh my God, this, you know, I saw the trailer for it, but it looked like just another, you know, family movie. And they've all got a moment where it kind of tugs on your heartstrings for half a second and teaches the kids watching a lesson. But I was like, all right. And, uh, and I watched it and it does have a lot of cute elements. It's your standard Disney Pixar, but, but, the, but Kevin Smith's review and, and whatever it is video was like, Oh my God, if I, if I have another 20 or 30 years in my career, I'm never going to come up with a movie that's this good. And this, that I was like, all right. So like you guys making it sound like it's like, you know, <clears throat> Jesus, what's what's that kind of movie? ET or something. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I'm so sorry. I keep pulling away from the mic, but I got the Rona. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I, I told Jay what I saw and he's like, well, let me see if I can find it. I thought we were going to like rent it on, on the TV, but he, he walked into my room the other day and drops a USB drive down my desk and goes, Hey, I got that movie for you. If you want it. So I guess he downloaded it and I'm, I'm, I, you know, good quality. I'm not really one to do that. I go and I spend my money in the theaters, but in this case, since that's not an option, you know, and Disney plus is not free. Um, I will watch it. And I did. And like I said, it was, uh, it was cute. It was what I would expect from a Pixar movie. There were a few moments that had me kind of tear up, but part of me even wonders, like, was I expecting that from Kevin Smith's review? Like, should I be tearing up at some point? It was, but it was, it was a very sweet movie. A lot of cute kind of fantasy type stuff and, and whatnot. Um, Chris Pratt, Tom Holland. It was a good movie. It, it, it was a good movie. It's very entertaining. Uh, if you have little kiddos or something like that, I would definitely suggest watching it with them. Um, if you've seen it and you have some thoughts, I mean, this is me giving you like a no spoiler review. Um, basically I can give you the synopsis of the movie. The plot is, um, Tom Holland and Chris Pat Pratt are these elves. So it's like, it's like the world if like magical creatures were living kind of like us, you know, a la Zootopia where it's animals living as people. So basically all these mystical creatures, you know, manticores and, and elves and fairies and, you know, goblins and unicorns and all that stuff. Um, and it's kind of like just regular world, like magic has gone by the wayside, but then, uh, Tom Holland and his brother, Chris Pratt have never, you know, they, they grew up without their dad. Um, Chris Pratt, the older brother knew their dad very briefly, but, uh, you know, anyways, the, 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 on his 16th birthday, Tom Holland's character, you know, gets a gift where it's a, a staff and a stone and there's a spell and they can use this magical spell to bring their dad back for a day. And, uh, 
you know, and then, but something happens then, you know, magic is also very, takes a lot of discipline. So that's the whole, that's the whole plot in the movie is that like, you know, magic was hard, but then someone created the light bulb and electricity and they just let magic go away to the side of science, you know? So there's still magic in the world, but it just takes a lot of discipline. So anyways, Tom Holland's character, you know, tries to bring back the dad and it's just like the bottom half his legs. And then it's like, oh, we have 24 hours to find another stone to finish this spell so we can see dad, blah, blah, blah. And then, then on onward from there is the, is the, the thing. And they go on a quest and blah, 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 whatever you can expect to have happen, you know, but it's, it's a nice movie. It's a nice movie. And, um, yeah. So watch it with your, your kiddos, uh, watch it by yourself if you want. Um, you know, I, I, it's like, it's like another, I mean, to me, to be honest with you, like, um, toy story and, you know, bugs life and the original Pixar stuff that was, you know, the, the real good stuff in my, in my opinion, this is not a bad movie by any means, but, uh, like I've said in a previous podcast, but to me, Pixar fell off a long time ago when every movie they were doing was a remake not a remake, sorry, but a sequel to ones they'd already done. Again, Incredibles 2, Finding Dory, Cars, fuck, 2, 3, whatever it is. Even Toy Story 4, like, enough, enough. New ideas, please, Pixar, new ideas. So this is a new idea one, and it's not it's not bad. Um, Lord knows if they try to make sequels. I don't know how they would make sequels out of this one. I'm sure they'd find a way if it's going to be a big enough moneymaker, but I, I really enjoyed the uh, the days when every Pixar movie was, you know, new. They were making new stories. Mm-hmm. I never watched that that brave one, the one with the ginger chick, right? Ginger Rapunzel or whatever her problem was. She was Ginger Robin Hood, you know. Wally. It was it was Pinocchio. <laughs> was it Pinocchio? Did he want to be a real boy? I think he just wanted love. Um, but yeah. Anyways, I watched Onward. That was something I did. Um, look at me go with the super boring stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ba ba ba. Okay, so. Um, let me burn through some of these small ones. All right. On, on, uh, the 10th, when final fantasy seven came out, I downloaded it right away. This won't be a small one. I'm just saying I downloaded it right away, but after a couple days, I'm like, okay, this thing has taken me way too much time. I just want to burn through some of these other small games I got. So I played a few other games. I played a game called uncanny Valley. Um, I don't even really know what that game is about. You're playing a security guard who, you know, has to, you know, you basically just work a shift and you run around a big building or whatever. And every, you know, you've got several days to your shift, but there's like a gang and there's just androids that are walking around the uh, facility that'll kill you. And there's like three different endings. I played all three to complete it, but it was just like, they didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like every night when you go to sleep, you, you play through these dream worlds where you get attacked by things. Like it's, the game made no sense. I completed the entire thing in about two hours. That's all three run throughs in about two hours. So I don't even know how, if I can recommend that game. I think I got it for free a long time ago. And, um, and I, I got every, every cent I paid for it was, that's what it was, what it was worth. All right. <clears throat> so uncanny Valley, if you've ever seen that, you're like, Oh, that kind of looks good. It's got like that old Nintendo, you know, eight bit sort of look to it. I mean, obviously higher, higher graphic quality, not by much though but it's like a throwback side scroller kind of pick this up and put that in there and then add this, that, but terrible, terrible game, uh, overall that I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. Um, but I finished it and I got every trophy and promptly deleted it off my, uh, off my hard drive. Um, I just recently downloaded the game of Thrones telltale game. I had it. I just had to download it 
and play it. I'm through one episode of it. I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones. I watched like five seasons with my mom. Uh, didn't care, <clears throat> didn't care, wasn't compelled to watch anymore. Um, and then of course, when I was like, yeah, I guess I'll finish it at some point. And everyone's like, oh, the last season sucks. Excuse me, guys. I bear with me one sec here. Sorry guys. I don't know why my throat's just constantly trying to clear itself right now. Um, but it's getting in the way of me talking. Um, yeah, so I didn't care about the game of Thrones at all. Um, the, the game was free at some point. Like that's the thing when I'm, I'm basically banging through these, these games on my system here, it's a great way to isolate myself in my room and keep myself entertained. Um, but when you have like the, uh, the Xbox, uh, what is it? Gold or whatever. And then you've got PlayStation plus every month they give you free games, right? Two free games. Uh, I think on Xbox, I'll give you like two free games plus an old 360 game. So for like the last few years, while I haven't been playing video games, I've been, you know, just downloading these free games that someday I'd play. And part of me was always like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm ever going to end up getting a chance to play these games. I think they're going to just, you know, <laughs> I think they're just going to sit on my hard drive and I'll never get a chance to play them. Well, lucky for, I mean, lucky for me, <laughs> um, I think the idea is that, you know, because of the, the isolation, I've got an opportunity to, you know, see what, uh, see what games are out there. I'm taking a look right now while I'm, while I'm chatting, uh, when I say, see what games are out there. Um, what is this? Come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't care about the trending and Xbox. Yeah. X Microsoft store. Show me that. Then show me what games are free with gold right now. You know, that's what I want to know. Featured. That's great. Featured. What else? Games with gold. Xbox Game Pass, don't care, gold. So right now you can get Knights of Pen and Paper Bundle, whatever the fuck that is, uh, Project Cars 2, and which is an $80 game, apparently free right now, and then Toy Box Turbos. So it's all, I might get this Knights of Pen and Paper game. Is that supposed to be like a, a play on Dungeons and Dragons? You know, pen and paper games, dice games, and whatnot. All right. Well, I'll leave that there since it doesn't want to load right now. So yeah, I'm getting through all these, Jesus Christ, guys, thank you so much for bearing with me with all this fucking distraction mentally and whatnot. <clears throat> Throat coming at me. Jeez, it's a terrible episode, but it's my life right now. It's the, the boredom of, uh, solitude. Um, and I know you, I, I I'll, I'll get to this point. I was chatting with my pal red this week. I didn't get a chance to play with her. Um, what I'm getting at is I'm trying to bang through these short games, game of thrones, Fucking telltale game, quick time events, and just picking answers and dialogue. I played a whole episode of it. Don't give a fuck. So I'm going to burn through it just to finish it, get all them trophies, and then uh, delete it off my hard drive. But um, yeah, if you're a fan of the Game of Thrones series, I don't know, maybe maybe this is an interesting game or not. It has nothing to do with the story in the books or anything like that. It's clearly a, a story that they wrote just for the purposes of this telltale thing. But I'll tell you, telltale went out of business. They went bankrupt. Uh, way too many licensed projects. So they did the walking dead. They did, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, back to the future. They did Jurassic park guardians of the galaxy, game of Thrones, Batman. I'm trying to think of something with tales from the borderlands. Like they just kept getting all these licensed products and then spent so much time trying to make like five part episodes. Like, and just the stories didn't have enough to them to, to warrant that much time and that much length. And I think people just got sick of the same shit over and over again. Like if the stories were really good, sure. I'd keep going back to them, but anywho, so there's that. Um, I played a game called Octodad. Uh, Octodad is a game where you're an octopus and you're a dad. Huh? What about that name? I played Octodad, the dadliest catch, they called it. 
And it's a, it's a game with weird physics. So the idea is that you're an octopus. So like your legs are two of the arms or two of the tentacles and your arms are tentacles. And so the controls of the game are like trying to move the tentacles. So you're doing a lot of swaying and wobbling and then you're trying to grab things and his arms are flying all over the place. So trying to grab something and put it in something is difficult. So like to make coffee, like grab the pot, put it in the machine, grab the coffee, put it in the top. And it's like, it's all wacky sort of movements. Um, it was a cute game. Uh, it was funny at moments and the tasks that they're getting you to do are, Again, it's like the whole game is based around how awkward the physics are of trying to move this Octodad character that you are, um, you know, like go grocery shopping and do yard chores and, and things like that. So you're trying to like just chop wood, but you can't bring the ax up and slam it down, you know, too well and pick the logs up. It was just an interesting game. You can Google it and take a quick look at it if you have any interest in it, but it was a, it was a fun little time waster finished in a couple hours. Um, I played... Um, I'm starting the last of us, my new game plus. So I, like I said, I, I recommended that one to my dad. I've finished it once. I need to go back and get all the collectibles need to No, That's what I choose to do. I play the new game plus and, uh, and get through that. Um, I played a game, um, called life is strange. Um, I played two. Well, uh, I got in this like two day theme of just these, these horrible dark games and it wasn't, it wasn't searching for them. They just happened to be games that I had that I saw were short play times. So life is strange. I started playing a while ago. I believe that my pal red had uh, recommended that one. That's a game. It's another one, like kind of like these telltale games where you're, you're walking around and you're talking to people and you're making decisions that affect the story going forward. And, um, the plot of life is strange is uh you're this young girl in a in a boarding school i guess and you discover you have the ability to kind of like rewind time in these short bursts so like you'll walk around something will happen then you'll just rewind time and then like warn somebody like someone throws a football and it hits somebody in the head it's like you you rewind the time around you and go up to them and, Hey, watch out. And they, they move. And then the thing was whizzing past their head. You know what I mean? Like little things like that. But then there's also like, you'll have a conversation with somebody, you know, and then you say something and they get mad at you because you didn't know something. But then you, through that conversation, you just learned that. So you rewind time, start the conversation over and, and then address that point right off the bat. And they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that you knew that. Like, wow, thanks so much for caring and blah, blah, blah. Like just little shit like that. But, but the, the plot very, very quickly, uh, gets very dark very dark. Like there's a missing person, there's drug dealers, there's, you know, vi extreme violence. There's like sex crimes. There's like all sorts of really fucked up shit, suicide, like all sorts of really messed up stuff uh, that happens in this game. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, this game was one of the ones that was free. So this was a game that like, if little kids had like PlayStation plus, this is when they would get for free. They wouldn't have to seek it out. The systems are like, Hey, here's a free game that we're going to give you guys. And, uh, like I said, very, very dark, uh, starling. It was, it was good. And, and near the end, like I started playing it, God knows how long ago, but I didn't really care to continue. I wasn't in a hurry to finish it. And then I think once I got past the third episode, I finished four and five at the same time, which is basically every episode is, you know, a two hour plus commitment. So I think it was like maybe two in the morning when I finished three and I was like, oh, that's really good. I want to see the next one. And then you play the next one. I was like, okay, now I got to find out what happens and whatever. So again, my people with kids who are going, well, it must be nice to sit around and do nothing. Trust me. I am so bored 
Like as much as it sounds like, oh, you just sit around and play video games. What a luxury. Yeah. To an extent, but I'm so bored, you know, every day is long and I'm just like, I'm, I'm almost treating video games like homework. Which ones can I finish the quickest? And, you know, I should be reading and stuff, but reading's just making me pass out right now. Um, but anyways, life is strange is uh it's a good story. It's, it is, uh, it starts off a little slow, but it did definitely got, got interesting. Um, very dark. And even the ending is very dark. Um, it's like a no win choice of, of which one do you want to do? So, um, I'm glad to have played it. I know that there's a sequel out there. I don't know what it could possibly be about, or if I'm interested, if anyone has played the sequel, um, you know, and wants to make a recommendation, then please feel free. Also, I'd love to know what your thoughts were on the first one. Cause I thought that was really fucked up. Um, some of the stuff that happens in it again for a game that was like, presented to the masses. So it's not one you'd have to go seek out. It was like, you know, you log on to PlayStation plus and I'm like, Hey, this month life is strange is free. And again, with murder, you know, there's a rapiness to it. There's definitely like sex crimes against, you know, not children, but you know, college students, which is kind of like children basically. Um, yeah, it was, it was really fucking uh, dark near the end. Um, but I, but I did enjoy it. I guess I, I didn't care when it was more lighthearted, uh, and then when it started to get really fucked up criminally, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, well, now I'm interested in knowing. I don't know, there's something about that, eh? Like, I listen to true crime podcasts and stuff, too, and it's like, yeah, the dark shit is definitely more fascinating. I'm not on board, I'm all like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not jerking off to this death shit, but it's just, you know, some people do. But I just, I find it more fascinating than just, you know, a boring little story. Anyways, having said that, moving on to yet another game. This is my life right now, guys, playing video games, so... That's uh, that's the one man podcast. Uh, you know, it starts off with the fucking admin doing government work stuff, and now it's uh, now it's my uh, my video game review hour. Uh, I got some books coming up at the end. All right, I'll tell you about that. Um, there's a game I played, another dark game, and again, starts off a little on the lighter side, and then starts to get darker and darker as you play it. It's a short play. It's a game called What Remains of Edith Finch, um, and I don't know if you guys have ever played that, um, but it's. It's a game where you're coming back to a property of, uh, of your families and you're basically, it's, they, they call it, I guess, a walking game. Cause you're just generally kind of walking around and picking up, um, you know, items and looking at them and, and sort of just reading about your family members. But it's interesting because you're basically walking around this property, going into different people's rooms and reading their journals or diaries, but every person in your family that you pick up and start reading their, their journal or whatever, or like a headline or a letter, basically something sparks the memory of that person. Um, you're reliving, you know, sort of like the last bit of their life. So everybody in this family has died, uh, mysteriously. And so when you pick up someone's thing, you're sort of reading it. And some of them are like, like very odd, they're all, they're all kind of odd, but they, they're all done in a different sort of you're, you're doing these like little mini games basically. So one of them is, you know, you're this little girl and you're kind of reading her, her little journal before bed. And she goes to, she sees a little bird outside her window and then she opens the window and she jumps out on, onto the, the branch of a tree and she looks down and she sees that she has paws. She's like, Oh, I'm a cat. And so you're running around from branch to branch, chasing this bird until you finally catch the bird. And then you're an owl and you're flying around scooping up, uh, rabbits to eat them, you know, and then you're a, a shark and you're chasing seals. And then finally you're this like tentacle monster chasing people and catching them, you know, and, and that's one little short mini game that's describing the story of this person. And then the next person you're, you know, something different where a little boy was trying to swing around a tree and, and swings right off the edge of a cliff into the water and rocks below. 
you know, and that's how he goes. And there's, there's just story after story, but they're all done in different styles of like little mini games. Uh, one of them's done like in a comic book style, you know, where it's like you're reading cell by cell and you're controlling little aspects and it's got like a tales from the crypt vibe comic to it. In fact, they clearly have like a knockoff crypt keeper who's telling puns and, and narrating the story. But they start to get darker and darker as the end goes on. They deal with things with like, you know, infanticide and suicide and, you know, murder and all sorts of stuff like that. But it's, um, it was, again, a, a game that started off on the lighter notes. And then slowly the stories got more and more dark and disturbing and, and just really quite sad. Um, but again, had it done in a few hours, um, very visually, like there was one story that was incredibly cool visually. And it was about a guy who worked in basically a, a fish, fish rendering plant. So when you start, you've got your left stick and your right, sorry, your right stick and your right trigger. And your, your job is to move the hand, grab a fish, slide it over under this guillotine thing that cuts its head off and then slide it onto a, a conveyor belt. So that's part of the screen. And then in the top left of the screen, there's like a, a little dude in a maze and it starts off kind of monochrome. So your left stick is controlling this guy through the maze. So it's kind of like the guys at work cutting fish and just doing his job. And you're doing that job. You're sliding it over, cut the head off, slide it up into a conveyor belt. And then there's this fantasy world because it's a story about a guy who went to work every day, but he kind of had like these fantasies. He would daydream while he was at work about this magical land or whatever, da da da. And as you're, you just continuously on one side of the screen, you're monotonously cutting off fish heads and you're in control of that. And then your other stick, you're in control of this guy going through a maze. And the further you go into the story, the, the, the color starts to come into it. And the, the little section of the screen starts to get bigger and bigger until you're living this full blown, like fantasy world. You're more in control of the fantasy world than the job that you're doing on the outside. And it's basically a story of a guy who, who spent all of his time doing something so monotonous and he didn't matter. And he was so involved with his fantasy world that he decided he wanted to end his life so he could just go be in his, his fantasy world. He didn't like his real, real life, life, whatever. Um, but everything was crazy visual, like crazy visual in that game. Like I would suggest just watching that part. You can Google it. I think it's like a 10 minute video on YouTube, but you can just watch like the, the, to me, the, the, the storytelling of the game was, was its strength telling you kind of all these different things going on. Um, you know, in these different people's lives and your, your family's curse. And then it of course all culminates to something in the end, which I didn't find it not to be so much of a big, Oh my God, what a big twist, but just more like, a, Oh, okay. But, uh, overall interesting story. And again, for me at this point, I'm, I'm enjoying these different gameplay styles, you know, as opposed to just the same thing over and over. Like, I mean, people are sitting around and just playing call of duty every day, you know, just running around shooting stuff. I don't know. I like, I would rather, you know, some people don't get video games, but they watch movies every day. Well, just know that for some people, the video games are like movies. You're getting told a story and it's fascinating. You just happen to be in control of certain aspects of it. Um, so I got two, la just two last games I'm going to tell you about. Uh, one of them, one of them is, uh, I got the chance to play with my pal red, you know, regular contributor to the show listener. Um, we played a game that she recommended. She recommended this game to me some time ago. Um, and we played once together, but I never played it. I didn't know anything about it. It's not easy. Um, and so I spent the whole time just going, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? And she's like, hurry, hurry. And it's very like, you're, you're definitely, um, in danger in this game a lot. So you, you don't have time to kind of 
you know, show somebody the ropes. So I started playing it the other night for like an hour before her and I were going to play together just so I wasn't so useless to her again, like the previous time. But the game is called Don't Starve Together. I guess there was one originally for the PC that was just called Don't Starve. I, I, I think it plays very similar to this one, uh, but this one is a co-op game. So you can play it by yourself, but you can also play cooperatively with another player. And that's what I do. I play with my pal Red, who is in London, Ontario, and I'm in Ottawa. Um, Quit <laughs> the whistle with a little cafe. A lot of people say they can hear like every little bit. Well, it's because I spared no expense with a good mic, guys. Any sound that is made is for the most part captured. Uh, <laughs> but so don't starve together is like a little, uh, red made me aware that this is a Canadian company that, that made it. So a little shout out to my countrymen. Um, it's an interesting game. It's a game where it's kind of very like 2d two dimensional, like, you know, you're running all over this map, but you start off and you got like nothing. So it's, it's like foraging. There's like berries and carrots and, you know, uh, animals running around and little bushes and trees and, you know, animal, well, there's animals, but then there's like dangerous. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's got this weird sort of Tim Burton cartoon esque look to it. And the idea of the game is when you start, you got nothing. And I think you have the three meters that you have is like your stomach, your health, like sort of food, basically like your hunger, your health and your sanity. And the idea is that you need to, you know, forage twigs and stuff so that you can like make tools to chop down trees, to get wood, to, you know, build fires because like it's, it's an, the game plays in day cycles. So it's like, it's like the daytime, then the evening, and then straight up overnight. And you need to have a fire at night because you need light. You cannot be in the darkness, like the complete pitch black because you will get murdered. Um, so the idea is like every day is like forage food because you need to, you need to eat, you need to get, you know, weapons and, and, uh, protection and build things like fire and machines so that you can make, you know, armor and, and new tools and new craftables and things like that. Because, you know, and, you know, and every day you gotta be like, and there's, there's not enough food around you to, to eat. So it's not like there's tons of food. So you can run around every day and forage, but you need to create some sort of camp that you can get back to every day. And there's, um, certain things that will, uh, come in time. Like there's these wolves that, that, that will just come. You'll hear them barking in the distance long before they get to you, but it's kind of like your warning. They're like, oh shit. And these things will come for you and they will kill you. Um, so you need to find like bigger animals. Red's got the strategy where we find these big Buffalo things called beefaloes. And they protect you from these, these wolf things. They end up, they end up attacking these wolf things, but you got to find them. You can spend days looking for the beefalo. Um, and then there's, there's all sorts of other monsters that'll try to kill you and some things that'll try to help you. Um, but you need to find the beefaloes cause you need their crap, their manure to use to fertilize, like, you know, your fields when you finally get to a point where you can make, you know, little farmlands. It's just a really cool game. So you basically play for a while, but it's about like basically building yourself up and grabbing things so you can make stronger things. But you need to build tools to find rocks and stones and gold and, you know, uh, it's, it's a really cool game. Well, there's lots to it. There's all sorts of creepy aspects to it. So that like when you start to like when your sanity starts to go and I, to be honest with you, I still don't really know how to, to maintain my sanity. Like I know that you can make these little, uh, flower wreaths to put on your head and that protects your sanity for a while. Um, I don't know how. But 
It'll protect your sanity. Um, but when your sanity starts to go, you'll see like these shadow monsters that are just sort of walking around the world too. Like, so you're kind of going crazy and you're seeing things that aren't really there. They're not really a threat. Um, when you build a fire, there's these like big, like black arm shadows that come out of the darkness and you have to scare them away. You have to run after them and chase them away. Otherwise they, they are always reaching for the fire. Um, and if you, if you don't chase them away, they'll grab your fire and pull it out. And now you're dead because whatever's in the dark will come and kill you. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, there's all sorts of really cool aspects to it. So you're constantly trying to, to keep yourself fed, which is really a really big task in the game. There's never enough food to, to keep you well fed. Um, and then at the same time you have to, you know, so if you spend an entire day trying to work on food, well, then now you're not progressing your, you know, uh, agricultural, industrial, whatever, you know, trying to make more things to, to survive, you know, um, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game. I'm sure you can see on YouTube. It's, I don't know if it's expensive, but it plays multiplayer, but I'm, I'm absolutely loving. Uh, I loved being able to play with red. We had a great time. We've already agreed that we're going to play again this weekend. Um, but don't starve together. Great game, all sorts of cool stuff in it. Like I said, you know, tools, trees, and like all the, the animals are all super goofy in it too. Um, you know, you got to build traps to catch rabbits and, and shit like that, all in an attempt to, to keep yourself fed. Again, the game is called Don't Starve Together. So, all right. And finally, last game I will talk about, and this is the big one. Final Fantasy VII, the remake there, Um I uh, I got it the day it came out, and I, I played it right at midnight when it, when it launched. And um, I think I played a good, like, 17 hours of it over the course of, like, you know, two days. Um... And it's a lot of what I remember. So if you're a fan of the original Final Fantasy, the, the gameplay is, is a little bit different, but it's not so different that it's not enjoyable. Um, a lot of the elements of the original game, uh, a lot of the story too, which is great. The only thing is that I've played it for, like I said, about 17 hours. Uh, some of it just grinding, you know, powering up your materia and whatnot. The big thing with this is um, I'm not a fan of anime. Um, I'm not going to shit on it. I don't want to be cruel about something that other people enjoy. I'm just not a fan of anime. I find it over the top. I find everything that I don't like about like, um, you know, French television growing up and, and certain things like the, the very, uh, dramatic stage performance, like, like theater play performance. Oh my God. You know, what's that over there? Huh? What? Like all that, like that just, you know, someone talks to you and they're like, you're like, Hey man, how's it going? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, oh, like just like all those, it's like, there's more grunting in anime than there is in porn. You know what I mean? The man of the, uh, 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 like, like there's, there's so much of that in this fucking game. Um, and my, part of me is almost like, I wonder if like, obviously in 1997, when final fantasy seven came out, um, they didn't have the ability to over anime. I mean, it was anime style, but they kind of had to stick to the text. Whatever. They didn't have room for like a bunch of, uh, eh, uh, eh, eh, uh. they couldn't emote all that bullshit to their faces. And, and therefore there's no point in typing it all out needlessly. Um, or maybe it was, maybe it was in the Japanese version in the, the, you know, North American translators are like, yeah, we don't need six pages of grunt noises, uh, you know, per scene. So we're good to just put in the, the dialogue, but, uh, that is, that is there in this game and they've added uh, a lot to the story. Um, now some of it, um, is great. Some of it gives you a real more lively feel to the area that you're in and all sorts of stuff like that. And I, I don't, don't dislike it in the slightest. And then they've added new characters and the new characters 
are over the top anime style. Um, and they're like, it's like everybody in, in, in the anime world thinks that like Jason Statham is cool. So it's like a bunch of like bullshit action lines, the, the maniacal laughing from some of these new characters, like, thank God the original characters existed and they have stories because they couldn't add a level of insanity to them. They would, but the new people that they've added in this, it's super anime ish, uh, maniacal laughing. There's one guy who's on a motorcycle and he's just spinning around like, like the, the laws of physics do not apply to this, this motorcycle he's on. He just spins around needlessly and, and is maniacally laughing at himself. And, and it's just, I was like the whole time I'm like, Oh my God, this needs to end. This is so bad. Um, so this is, this is me trying to give you a review of final fantasy seven remake without spoiling anything. So if you like the original, I'm sure you will like this. Just know it gets a little long at some points and there's even points in the game where you forget that you're supposed to be playing final fantasy seven due to the fact that there's such branch offs in the stories that I don't feel add anything. You know what I mean? Like I think I maybe I've said this to friends again. I apologize. It's been a little while since I chatted with you guys, but, um, the Lord of the Rings movies by, uh, what's his face there? Peter Jackson. Those, uh, those were good. They left, I mean, and they left some things out of the books, right? There's whole sections on Tom Bombadil and certain things that were left out of the books or out of the movies entirely for, for the sake of time. Um, but they were good movies. And a lot of people who read the books said they were, they were pretty good to the source material and they were enjoyable. Well, uh, and then the Hobbit came out. So the, the Lord of the Rings was three books. They were all, all three of those books were very large. They were big. They each got their own movie and rightly so. Then Peter Jackson ends up, uh, making the Hobbit. And instead of the Hobbit, which was the smallest of all of the books, uh, came first and it was much smaller. Um, then the Hobbit, the smallest of the books gets a three movie arc, um, which was a total, total cash grab and nothing more. Um, those movies were stupid. Um, I've read the Hobbit. I didn't find it particularly like the end of the book was with the dragon and the dragon's gone by the end of the first movie. Um, it was, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Fuck you, Peter Jackson. Fuck you. New line cinema. Fuck you. Everybody who was a part of that. That was a, a cash grab and nothing more. Um, final fantasy seven, uh, has, there's times where you feel that where it's like, sometimes they add something to the story and you're like, wow, they're really like giving us more. And you know, maybe cause they're like, well, we don't know what to do beyond Midgar. So once Midgar's over, that's the end of the game. Well, you feel at times like this is them, uh, stretching it out needlessly, like just giving you like a, a really extreme director's cut version of something. And even a director's cut is like 20% longer at most. Whereas this is like, so we're going to be playing this for 20 something hours when the original game was like four to six hours in the same section. So anyways, whatever long winded thing is to say that you will enjoy it, but just be ready to at times feel like, who are these people? Why did they add them to the story? They've added nothing to the story. It's just filler. And it's like, and again, if you're not a fan of anime, it is intense anime, goofy hackiness, um, that adds nothing to the story. So if you can stomach that and just get past it. Um, again, I'm only in chapter, uh, I'm just starting chapter nine and there's 18 chapters in the game. So I'm, I'm literally just over the, the halfway point. Um, but I will keep playing it. I just, I definitely took a break from it from a few, for a few days. I played it for like, you know, a couple of days and then I've been nothing but other things since, uh, just as I find it a little over the top, maybe I'm trying to save it. Who knows? But, uh, 
Yeah, that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Okay, having said that, gang, um, I will tell you about a couple of books from my partners at DK, right? DK.com slash CA, DK.com in the States, or just uh, Google DK Books. Um, I love those guys. Uh, they have sent me, I'm going to just rattle off some of the titles that they sent me here. They sent me a really cool puzzle book called Solve These Fucking Puzzles, which I can't wait to to really dive into. Some of them are really hard. Um I got other books, Grow Food for Free, The Law of Attraction, The Sicily Cookbook. I got my Dreams book, which I already reviewed with you guys, but it's up my shelf because I want to finish reading it. Uh, Beginner Step-by-Step Coding Course, which that one is exciting. I got The Health Span Solution. I've got Self-Sufficiency for the 21st Century, Modern Flexitarian, Sketchbook for the Artists, Myths, Legends, and Sacred Stories, uh, Woodworking, The Complete Step-by-Step Manual, and then one that I uh, ordered here called uh, The Vegetarian Cookbook. Now, this was one because because of my, you know, path to vegetarianism that I got and I was excited for. And I guess I didn't really finish looking at the cover, um, because the vegetarian cookbook, and even on the back was saying some cool shit. It says more than 50 recipes for young cooks. And then, so since I started looking at it, I'm like, this is a fucking kid's book. So, um, I could review a child children's book, but Jesus Christ, what would that say about me? So I thought, well, you know what? I've got a lot of friends who've got little kids and they're stuck at home now. Like, you know, why not do, uh, something different? And then of course, a good friend of mine, Chris, who, uh, you know, has co-hosted the podcast with me many, many times. Chris not only has kids and has been homeschooling them, um, but him and his family uh, over the last year have really, uh, pretty much gone vegetarian. Uh, they don't, they don't cook meat at home anymore. And so I figured, well, Chris is teaching his kids, they're eating vegetarian, um, you know, and he's, and, and why not give him this book and Chris can, can write the review for us. So I I called Chris before the podcast and I said, Hey man, do you, you want this book? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So the book would be great. Um, it'll add something to his home curriculum so his kids can either make dinner or make breakfast. Um, and of course it's vegetarian staying on trend with what they're doing at home. And then uh, Chris is going to give us a review of the book. So I look forward to that. I, I'm going to try to get it to him in the next week. Um, you know, I'll spray it down with Lysol or something like that, just in case I got the COVID. I don't, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to get this to him and then we'll get a review from Chris. So this is, uh, I'll just throw you a quick little thing on the back here. Are you an aspiring young cook who loves amazing vegetarian food? If so, this is the perfect book for you. They, they say this like, uh, like it's a child walking through a bookstore, like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about vegetarian cooking. Um, Packed with fantastic flavors and colors, these 50 vegetarian recipes will tickle your taste buds and spice up your plate. Uh, whether it's super snacks, mouthwatering meals, or the occasional sweet treat, everything to you whip up will be delicious, nutritious, and incredibly easy to make. And looking through the book too, there's been some really easy uh, recipes. I'm talking really easy recipes like, you know, how to make your own avocado toast. So it's like, you know, mash up the avocado with a little bit of lemon juice and salt and pepper. And so it's like, it really is for the young kids. So all my listeners with children that, you know, um, yes, it's vegetarian book, but at the same time, it is just good food too. It doesn't, you don't have to focus on the vegetarian aspect. Just know that what's in here is vegetarian. Um, if you're looking for something to do with your kiddos, uh, very colorful, uh, teaches them, you know, not just here's the recipes, but as usual, DK has got a great section at the beginning to like, you know, kitchen safety tips, uh, tools in the kitchen and what you'll need to use and stuff like that. So, um, any of the parents listening, the vegetarian cookbook, more than 50 recipes for young cooks. It's a great idea. Um, but that's my quick little broad strokes review of a children's book. I'm going to give this to my friend, Chris, and he will give us a proper review of this coming up. So for me, what I'm going to be giving you guys a quick little review on is uh, one of the other books they sent me, which I didn't list off yet, which is the complete golf manual. I'm not a golfer. 
Um, but I do do a lot of golf tournaments, um, you know, for stand up and whatnot. I'm at a lot of golf courses for part of the, the shows and the, uh, you know, award ceremonies, part of the entertainment. I do a lot of on-field heckle holes and things like that. So I have wanted to learn more about golf. Um, as always, DK has got a great introduction section to it, but this book is like, I mean, I, every section has like a, a, a level one, level two, level three section to it. And they, they have so many images of like, you know, um, the golf swing zones and where to have your shoulders, your hand placement, uh, little tips like standing on a ball with the toes of your like left foot. When you take a swing to put extra pressure into the, the, the foot book. If you're, if you are a golfer, if you've, if you've, you know, been golfing for a while, or if you're somebody who's just like, you know, I enjoy golfing, but I want to learn more and I can't afford a, an instructor or whatever. This book's crazy, crazy in depth. It's, it's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's about 350 pages. Every page has imagery and they talk about like the, the, how to take the shots. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know how to describe it. They, it is in, incredibly visual, all sorts of, uh, you know, not charts or graphs, but just showing you the stances where your arms should be during what type of, of, you know, um, they talk about, you know, faults and fixes and all sorts of different things like that. I don't know if, if you're an aspiring golfer, uh, if you are interested in the game of golf, there is a like an unbelievable amount of tips and tricks that you can learn from this. It'll even show you just even squaring off your shoulders and things like that, uh, before a, a, a shot. There was, there's one here that even shows you like the divot marks from your swing. So like how you can sit, like when you swing and you make little, little divots in the grass, how you can look at that and adjust based on what your divot looks like. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. And it, it, it really is the complete golf manual uh, by Steve Newell. So, um, if you're a golf enthusiast, I know that you probably won't be hitting the links this summer. Who knows? Fingers crossed, knock on wood. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's got over 160 practice drills in it too. So become a better golfer with illustrated exercises that focus on key technical skills, master your swing action with the aid of step-by-step -step photo sequences, uh, assess your progress with handy performance charts. This revised and updated edition will, uh, sorry, covers changes to official golf rules and recommendations for the latest clubs, gear, and accessories. So a complete golf manual guys from my pals at DK. Um, I'll have, I'll have a book every single week now that I've got more, uh, more on the, you know, on the shelf. And I'm also going to be pushing, uh, pushing myself to, um, to be reading more, get away from the games, considering, especially the fact that I feel, uh, like it's just homework now. Um, so yeah, hopefully some of this was interesting. Um, you know, but it's my life right now, guys. Um, if you have any suggestions for anything that you're doing, any movies, anything, you know, I'm open to them. Contact the one man podcast.com. Love to hear what you're doing. Love to get some recommendations. Um, in the meantime, I hope that you guys are well, please stay home. Um, you know, there's so many people here that, you know, if everyone was doing what, what, what my roommates are doing, this thing would go on until, you know, everyone who's going to get it, gets it. And everyone who's died from it has died from it. Um, so don't, don't be that people. Uh, don't be that, don't be that comma people or whatever. Just don't be those type of people. Um, be good, uh, care about the people that you live with and, and everyone around you and, uh, and stay safe. We'll chat with you guys, uh, soon.
Since 